Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. August 13th, 2020. Kyle's birthday. Shameless pursuit of your passion. Planned obsolescence. Pay phones and coffee. This is Awesome Today. Awesome Today is a mostly daily show about stuff that might be awesome. Don't overcomplicate it. It's barely edited and sometimes offensive. Enjoy it and have an awesome today. Would you? Hello. Good day. You look very sophisticated and mature. Am I glowing? Yes. Okay. Well, there's a reason for that. There is. It's because today is August 13th. It is the day that we have all so breathlessly been waiting for. Today is the global, Mm -hmm. perhaps even universal, Mm. celebration of the day of my birth. We're here. Everyone should treat themselves to something for my birthday. Yes, that's right. Treat your own self. I, I personally recommend, and in this order, Tell somebody what you really think about them and then go have a coffee. It's freeing. It is. You reward yourself with the coffee. Yeah. It's good. It's good. There you go. All the way out through the stretches of the universe, all the way out to Uranus. Uranus. Poor, poor science. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Happy birthday. Thank you. We've been celebrating for a while, but truly happy birthday. I think if there is one benefit to running a podcast and completely unwatched YouTube channel (laughs) is that because we're creating content the day before, it feels like I now have two days of birthday. Mm -hmm. Yes, but you forgot to call it a PCAST, which is well, what we call it in the biz. I didn't know. I didn't know <laughs> if the people would understand the the industry jargon. Yeah. Yes, I know you're disappointed that the 13th does not fall on a Friday this year, but you only have to wait until one next more year. year. One more year. You know, yes. the last time 
I'm making this up because I think it's what I remember. Mm. The last time this almost happened, we had a leap year and it blew it. I oh. had to wait an extra four. So wow. I'm overdue. Yeah. I love a Friday the 13th birthday. Yep. I love the fact that my birthday is the 13th and people think that's unlucky. It's very quite lucky. If it's, been a, it's been a lucky number for me. Yes. All right. Now, before we jump into stuff, I do want to warn you. For whatever reason, I have been just fumble fingers today. I spilled, sitting in my office, I spilled coffee on myself. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Three times. Oh, my gosh. My shorts are a disaster. Don't look. <laughs> and the second time it happened, I was actually thinking about changing after the first time. And the second time it happened, is like, well, that's... Stupid. I, apparently, I'm just a disaster man today, and good thing I didn't change because there came number three. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and to make matters even worse, I'd gone into the bathroom later and looked, and there was a booger hanging out of my nose. So I'm <laughs> you just are a, a mess. I'm a real mess. I don't know if I'm getting rid of all the bad to bring in the Ooh. official celebration of the birthday with all the goodness. I don't know what's happening. I hope that's it. Do you think that you are so deep? deep down in your thought dungeon that you're just like your body is losing coordination because you're so intellectual right now it's possible okay it's possible i do get a little nutty professor ish at times when i'm really off in the cave yes you said thought dungeon yeah. which you showed me was mentioned amongst the awesomes and appreciation for that term yes i love it myself and that is how it feels it's like yeah got to keep keep those ones in there and when i'm spending time in there it's not always pleasant but it's not like i'm a prisoner there it's like i'm a jailer oh you got to keep all the crazy thoughts yeah. behind bars i gotta go in there and do my time every day put in my eight to five in the dungeon and then i can come out later <laughs> Sometimes I work the night shift. Yeah, sometimes you do. That's the truth. Yeah. We, may, we may have to, I don't know. Uh, there's so many things that would make wonderful merch. Yeah. But then it's like, okay, run out of time to do all the millions. But that may be something we look into. Yeah. Okay. We did not uh, discuss who would cover what today. We did. I we guess didn't we'll sort this as that? we go. Okay. You take this first one because it's okay. meaningful to you. And you'll get the next one because yeah. it's meaningful to you. That's right. Well, 1521, under the leadership of Cortez, the explorer, Spanish in origin, right? Yes. Um, we have he and his conquistadors defeat the Aztec emperor, whose name I can't pronounce, yeah. in the city of Tenochtitlan, which... That was the end, begin, marking the beginning of the end of the Aztec Empire. Tenochtitlan is present-day Mexico City. Okay. Now, why is that awesome? Some people would probably love to get all, you know, cultural oppression and mistreatment of people and, you know, just politely shut up. Oh. Okay. Well, it is your birthday, okay. so here we are. Yeah. Now, the Aztec Empire, while it was developed and, and really significant, it was, it was a terrible, terrible group. Lots of human sacrifice. It's, this was a good thing for them to be gone. Um, and I just happened to have really a, a, 
strange level of familiarity with all right. of this. Right. Yeah. This is why this was a significant yeah. one for you. As part of my Jeopardy degree yep. that I got in college uh, as my Your master's. Your graduate work. Yes. yes. Graduate Jeopardy. Yeah. Uh, I had a class on the history of the native tribes of Mexico, mm -hmm. which were, of course, Aztec, Inca, Maya, or it was Central and South America both, yeah. not just Mexico. Uh, yeah, Aztec, Inca, Maya, and then a handful of other smaller ones around the edge. And as, as much as that class wasn't my first choice of things to take, um, it fit the schedule and the credit hours that I needed. The teacher, I loved him because he was an absolute lunatic for this topic. Yeah, It's what he committed his life to. He knew more about this stuff than most people know about anything they love. Mm -hmm. um, and man, he got into full on mode mm -hmm. in class with it. And he was, he was weary, everything about him. He's a strange guy, but this, this was his, this was his four minute mile as a runner. This was his Indianapolis 500 for a race car driver. It, whatever is your thing. It was the perfect lipstick. It was, Whatever that was his groove. I this always stands out to me because you took a variety and mm -hmm. an eclectic variety of classes for that degree. I feel like this in the history of jazz yes. have stuck with you a lot. I mean, this is like what, twenty years ago now? Practically yeah. coming up on twenty years ago. Anyway, they these the things you've learned in there, the influence that it has had on your working knowledge of life. Mm -hmm. is really significant. And who would have guessed? I, I can bring you two points because that's what I usually have. I love a two-pointer. Two yeah. um, one is that both of those were interesting topics. Mm -hmm. um, but the number one reason, and far beyond that, is both of those teachers were people who were madly in love. They were passionate about it. And I respect that. I respect so deeply when someone finds their passion, and they pursue it just with wild abandon. What if it is finding the perfect lipstick? Do you respect that? I respect it. As you know, before the beard, I went through a long period of exploring the world of traditional wet shaving and looking for the perfect brush. That's true. For working onto the shave soaps and for the perfect shave soaps and aftershaves and razors and blades. and Yeah. It's... And that's part of what brings it purpose is. and meaning to life is is having a, a cause. Yes, love what you love. Mm -hmm. And just, it is fun to have a thing that you're into. And it doesn't have yes. to be the same thing for your whole life, yeah. obviously. I'll share my my current thing yeah. at the end of the episode. So, so if you were thinking about not watching it, just fast forward. Don't. Uh, is that still a thing? Fast forward. Yeah, you skip ahead, right? Skip ahead. Or if you're on the YouTube's, which only a few of you are, you can tap through. Move the mouse way over there. And <laughs> just click the edge. All right. 1888. The birth of John Baird in Helensburg, Scotland. Uh, Baird was an engineer. Mm-hmm. And an inventor. It's a good combo. It is. And so in January of 1926, he demonstrated the world's first working television system. Now, of course, in 1926, it was black and white. But shocker, just two years later, he demonstrated the world's first color 
transmission. And yet we as a people labored away under black and white for film and television technology well into right. the 60s, right? I it feel like was, is that when color TV came I don't know officially when it became available. I know my home did not yes. possess one until 81. Right. 80 or 81. Yeah. We had, I my earliest memories of having a color TV, but for some bizarre reason, probably because my parents are... They walk the just normal side of being hoarders in terms of how much stuff they keep. And so when I was growing up, we had a regular color TV, but we had a small black yeah, and white. Yeah, 13-incher. Yep. Yes, a black and white that would that was travel. Mandatory. Yes. Uh, we lived in one house where I got to have my own room in the basement of the house we were living in. And I got, as a consolation prize maybe, because I was away from the family in the basement, I got to have a black and white TV in my room. Now, I think yep. it maybe picked up one maybe station with the, some rabbit ears. Anyway, isn't yes, this fascinating rabbit. to think about? He, like two years later, before the end of the decade of the 20s, was like, guys, guys, well, however you say that in Scottish brogue, we have color. And then why do you think that for decades? Oh, indeed. Why do we think? I smell the delicious stench of a conspiracy Uh of capitalism or even not not fair to capitalism, just greedism. Okay. I was going to say, I think this may be one of the early examples I can think of of planned obsolescence. Yeah. Where technology absolutely has in mind that you're going to use something for the short term and then they're going to give you the new latest and greatest in, right. in your old technology. And now, it's the perspective of milking each advancement for every dollar it's worth before you go to the next one. Right, 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 right. Here's looking at you, Apple, for yeah. your role in this. Yeah. Oh, we changed the nothing uh-huh. on this phone, but we established a letter on the end of it. That's right. Um, now, if that was the first case of planned obsolescence, I mean, it was a, it's a long walk. They really were invested in that making, you know, for decades, everything be in the black and the white. So I just thought that was really interesting. And of course, being of Scottish, remember, I'm a McFarland, the white trash of Scotland. I don't know if that's true or not, but I like to think it It is. sounds good. (laughs) They did not have television (laughs) system or set, either one. I feel confident that is correct. Anyway, as a Scots person by blood, I think it's fascinating. Indeed. Why don't you get this next one? Okay, well, in 1889, William Gray patents the coin-operated telephone. We might call it a payphone. 1889. That is incredible to have think you, about. Have you seen any, not necessarily that old, but the historic, like even from the 20s, phone booths? Um, with the, like, sliding doors or something? Like, built into oh. restaurants and places, like a beautiful wood. Oh, yes. I do feel like I've either, I feel like I've either seen it in person or maybe just, like, in movies or something. But Curtains. Yes. yes, when it was fancy. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's a luxury to use the phone. Totally. But, of course, you did have to find a coin. Yes. To yes. make that phone call. You also had to find a quarter to call someone who cares, according to... to Travis Tritt. That was, in fact, many years after, though. The original call had it cost 25 cents. Yeah, people They might have... Lost their minds. What's the old... uh, Run them out of town on a rail? One of those old (laughs) terms for... Yes. Things, I feel like that's right. So, when was the last time you can remember using a payphone? 
I know specifically when I did. 1990. Mm. How do you, how do I know that? So exactly. How do you, I know exactly too, but I'm curious how you remember this. This was, was it 90? Hang on. Yeah. 1990. Um, I was mowing yards for a living living as a young man. Uh, I was not driving yet. Okay. Um, Not that I, Waited all the way until I was 15 to drive for work. Mm-hmm. Or I'm sorry, 16. I was driving at 15. So oh. it was pre, pre-15. pre Only for work, though. Lawbreaker. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We did what we did. Small town. You can get away with stuff. Yeah. And technically, I would have qualified for a farm license back then. That was, that was a thing. <laughs> so. Anyway, um, when I was done, there was a, a business that I mowed at that would take literally all day. Mm. I'd get there. Mom or dad would drop me off with all my gear 7 in the morning, and I would finish up around five or six at night. Yeah. Um, and then I would go inside and inside the facility, there is the place where my dad worked. And so it wasn't like I was a stranger mm-hmm. going in and trying to steal the launch codes or anything. It was just a dairy. Okay. It was just a dairy. But I would go inside and there was a payphone in there and I would use it to make a collect call home. And collect we call, cheated even. the system a little bit. It would be collect call from Kyle, and they'd know it was to come pick me up, so they'd reject, not not accept the call, hang out, and come get me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I can remember the last time I used a payphone, and this story involves you. So we began dating in 96, and then uh, by Christmas holidays. Oh, I lied. Okay. It would have been 95, the last time I used a payphone, because there was one... In the dorm yeah. at college, in the first semester of college at East Central, I used that during two a days to call home because I did not have a phone in my room yet. Okay, and did you use a calling card? Yes. Okay. I was, yes. So I was going to say there had been some advances. It's like in thirty damn thousand numbers on the thing. Yep. <laughs> oh, and start all over again. Well, that plays exactly into my story. <clears throat> so we were dating. I'm angry now. Uh, well, okay, yes, and you should be. Yeah. That was an outrage. Um, we were dating in the nineties. I went home for Christmas. Um, let me think about, I'm going to make sure I get the timing right on this. Uh, it was either 96 or 97 at this trip home. And so I was flying back and there was blizzards across the country yes. and I got stranded in Dallas and you were going to be picking me up in Oklahoma city. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I had to pull out my calling card at both one airport along the way, maybe no, it was Cleveland to Dallas. And so I was in Dallas and I was calling to tell you, like, don't leave for the airport yet. But you paged me, right? I must have. Because I had a, I didn't have a mobile phone. I had a pager though, even though yes. I, to my knowledge, I dealt no drugs. <laughs> that you are aware of. That I was aware of. Um, I just remember being so frantic because, you know, from Dallas to Oklahoma City is like a 30 minute flight. And I was just sure maybe you had left already. Oh, yeah. And so I don't know how we would have communicated. Did you have it? You must have had a calling card, too. And we were calling each other on Facebook yes. back and forth Yes. Uh, to try to figure out. I was in that Dallas airport for five hours. If I would have been old enough, I could have rented a car 
because it wasn't like it was bad weather in Dallas. It was that all the bad weather across the country was making all of the flights delayed and those types of things. And so anyway, it was a logistical nightmare. It was mm. one of the first true tests, like one of the first stressors on our yes. relationships. Now you... I read an entire novel. You did, exactly. Because I, it was you were supposed to arrive in the morning. Yes. And it was... Hours like and hours Like the airport was later. closing down yeah. when, we, when you arrived... And do you remember the cherry on top? You couldn't remember where you are. No clue where. I just read a novel. I just read a novel. My entire short-term memory had been dumped. I was like, I don't have any clue. We walked around for like an hour looking for the damn car. We weren't even married. I don't even know. Were we even engaged yet? No, no. No. I don't believe so. Anyway. Because I think that was the first... The first Christmas. So We got engaged in 96. At Christmas 96, right? Yes, because we were engaged for a, a year and a half, like a couple of dumb days. I don't know. Well, doesn't matter now. It's too late. You're Re stuck. Regardless, I will never forget that feeling of just like frantically trying to get to the phone bank. And then because uh, it was, you know, at an airport, it wasn't just one pay phone. It was all the right. pay phones. Right. Getting my calling card out, just the back and forth calling. Oh, my goodness. It was so stressful for an 18, 19-year-old young woman. I'm so. disappointed for our children that they will never know the adventures of right. searching for, yeah. finding, and surviving the use of a pay Because a lot of those pay phones are in places where yes. you shouldn't be there. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. All right. Well, 1942... We have the commencement of the Manhattan Project, oh, goodness. which was the R&D undertaking to produce nuclear weapons. Now, that's not so awesome. What I've, what I've noticed as I've been preparing for our show for the last, gosh, three weeks maybe, mm -hmm. um, there is a terrible amount of history that occurred in relation to World War II, and in connection with the Olympics as well, mm -hmm. um, during these few weeks over the last many, many, many years. Interesting. Um, a lot of action in August. A lot of like. stuff. So yesterday, not that this was, this was related to the war, ultimately. Yesterday we discussed the Philadelphia experiment a little bit. Today the Manhattan Project. There's been a lot of others. And it just, it really struck me today, you know, this was an era in America, where as a country, we had things occurring which inspired unity mm -hmm. and working together as a country. Right. Uh, the, you know, experiments and uh, official projects and movements. And, and these were all just fascinatingly a way that the country united. There were common goals. Whether or not you yourself were working on it, you felt this common goal with someone else. And sometimes right. it was things that you, you needed to put effort towards. And that's such a powerful way to establish respect yeah. for your fellow man. Because you know, hey, at least in this endeavor, we are on the same side. We hope for a like outcome to occur. Right. And the news was actually news mm -hmm. at that point in time instead of propaganda tools for whatever messaging is being sent. Mm -hmm. um, and so... You just, yeah, everybody would, you know, rush home to the news or whatever. You would all see that, that unifying conversation about whatever and then have that fodder for your next day interactions at the water cooler or wherever, right? Yeah. 
that that's a rich thing that we don't have right now. Mm -hmm. There's no unifying anything. Right. Um, in fact, we've it seems like very purposefully and with the same parties involved, the people and the media that we've chosen instead to search as hard as we freaking can for something to not be in unity about constantly. Well, and even tying it back to the media thing, depending on what media channels and news sources you tune into, if you even watch the news, it completely shapes your perception of what's happening right. in what is being even reported on as news. And it was like I was talking about yesterday in my book, like whatever you focus on, that is truly what forms your yeah. reality or your perception of reality. Indeed. And so, yeah, it is. And there's been a lot. I mean, and understand, I'm not, I can't, I can't honestly point out a president that I have thought, yay. Mm -hmm. I'm certainly not a Trump fanboy. Mm, no. But what I think is, is ridiculous is whether you like him or not, if you can look at things analytically, he actually has done quite a few things that are excellent for our country, but you'll never know about them. Because the media is busy bitching because he did or didn't wear a face mask or he did or didn't say something or whatever. And it's uh, the, the disharmony, the idiocy. I, I don't know if we'll ever return to a That's situation like we once experienced. And hopefully if we do, it doesn't require something as terrible as a world war. That's exactly what I was going to say is that, you know, you see these eras of unity really a lot of times they are centered around yeah. war and conflict i mean if yeah. you even look at what happened with people coalescing under george w bush in his presidency it was you know the country was pretty fractured after that because of the remember the hanging chads of florida that yeah. uh you know those great debate over who actually won the election and there was a lot of division a lot of dis disagreement Maybe not to the same level of vitriol and stuff that we have today, but still a fractured nation. But yeah. as soon as 2001 rolls around and we have 9-11 happening, then you have For that. a minute, we were together. So There was such a stretch before that, too, because you had, you went from World War II, you had so many, you had the, everybody unified against Russia. Right, right? yes. You had the Berlin Wall. As an issue of things going on, you had the Cuban Missile Crisis. Vietnam was problematic. We were not unified about that. Mm -hmm. And I feel like probably that was the beginning of people willfully taking a position against, mm -hmm. um, like, and beginning to actually seek out something to feel contrary about. Hmm. Maybe that has something to do with the generation that was growing up. I don't know. So. I don't know. Well, I was just, you know, thinking about that. I hope it doesn't take something as um, awful and with such a cost for human life as war. But, yeah. I mean, yeah. sometimes it does feel like the toothpaste is out of the tube on unity. Like, yeah. I don't know if we'll ever get back to that place. So. That's exciting enough. Good. That is awesome. And it is today. Happy birthday. So glad you brought all this yeah. up. Yeah. What a day. <laughs> um. 1942, Henry Ford, I have never heard of this. Okay. Henry Ford, my protege. Mm -hmm. Yes, I forgot. Here he is back yeah, in the, he's back back again. In the news again. Here we are. Can't get rid of him. He unveiled the soybean car. Uh-huh. Have you ever heard of this? I have never heard of a soybean car. 
It is a plastic-bodied car. It weighed, uh, different people report different things, possibly as much as a thousand pounds less than a steel car. That's a not small number of not pounds small less. Amount. This is, again, and this is something by date, it is something that's centered around the time of World War II. Yeah. There is a concern about the availability of steel. There's a concern about fuel. And so through necessity comes ingenuity and solutions. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's a plastic car, and because it's lighter, so it's not using as much steel. It had a steel frame. Um, because it's lighter, it's not using as much fuel. Um, it was built with agricultural plastic, mm -hmm. and it was called the soybean car not because soybeans were involved, okay. interestingly, but because when it was being researched, they were doing the research in the soybean laboratory. Oh, Interesting. Kind of okay. wild. Um, no records were kept of the plastic itself. Itself, And I honestly feel like a lot of this, again, kind of feels a little bit conspiratorial. I smell a conspiracy yeah. right now. Where it was like, no, that damages whatever yes. industries and we're not going to let it because through. They, okay, so they were doing this as an alternative to steel because steel was in short supply because of the war. And then don't you think maybe after the war, the yes. steel lobby was like, hey, yeah. Hey, yeah. wait no, a minute. We've got more. It's Guess okay. who's back? Yeah. Back again. It's the seal yes. industry. So we're going to just burn the soybean laboratory and to the ground. And notes, because again, there's, the no, there's no record of I'm the just, recipe. I was That was hyperbole, that nobody burned the soybean well, laboratory. Well, they might as well have. Yeah. And it may have, who knows. Anyway, the it was it's believed that it was a combination of wheat, hemp, flax, ramey. Yeah. These are all fibrous things and then a, a resin that held it together. And there is actually even an old film of Henry Ford hitting the, the trunk lid of his car with a hammer. Not only does it not do any damage, the hammer you know, bounces off the thing. Gosh. Um, we were robbed. This is lost to history yeah, now. Yeah, we were robbed. I guarantee the recipe's out there in a vault somewhere. Mm. When, we, when you first said soybean car, I thought maybe it ran on soybean oil. Well, no, but it also did run off of... Uh, did I put that in the notes? I don't think so. I didn't get it. I got distracted while I was getting my notes down. It ran off of... Oh, gosh. It was, it was an agricultural product, and I can't remember okay. what it was. I wanted to say it had something to do with hemp, like... Okay. Maybe a hemp oil. See, I don't know. But All yeah, right. so he'd, he'd kind of conquered everything at once. And then they're like, shh. Dad got it. Wow. Yeah. yeah. What we could have had. Indeed. 
So sad. This is so sad, awesome today. Yeah. Awesomely sad. This, I mean, it's not sad. It's a little dark, which is completely appropriate. It's right in you, line with my birthday. For yeah. your birthday, it's you a dark love day in the world. Well, you you like to delve a little into the depths of things. It's you know, good That's, to appreciate that everything isn't roses. I woke up in the middle of the night and I saw that you're back on falling asleep to Breaking Bad, yeah, which is yeah. one of the most violent, disturbing, oh, psychological. Gosh psychologically disturbing shows ever for me for it's, me it's beautiful you love it so much i woke up in the middle of the night with nico and i was like nope and i put it right back on parks and rec you would and you would i was but this is the kind of stuff you fall asleep. it's soothing to you you fall asleep to it so it's completely appropriate that today we're going on the on the dark side it's of true. awesome a little bit it's true all right. Well, bring it home here with this one. I'm real excited to tell you this. Uh, trending this week, Marjorie Taylor Greene won a House primary in the state of Georgia. Now, mm -hmm. this is a small victory for conspiracy theorists everywhere because she is a QAnon supporter. Excellent. The plan is working. I have spent so much time in the depths, in a thought dungeon. I'm not a thought dungeon dweller myself. Well, sometimes you got to... But go visit your in-laws that are incarcerated. <laughs> I have spent so much time reading and I don't want to say researching, but just like uh, the, the whole thing of QAnon conspiracy, which I've heard about years ago on various podcasts. This is not a new concept to me, but apparently there has been such an upshoot in not just people being fascinated by it, by, but like Facebook groups that are QAnon based or like exploding in growth. People are into it. And so here we have an, somebody yeah. who is, do you know if it was a primary for the Georgia House or for like I Congress? Don't I don't know. I literally just okay. grabbed the headline. I didn't read anything about it. I'm, I'm, now I have to go read about it. It is trending today. So. Yes. So there's that. My goodness. Let's do this. We got a new thing today. We got a new thing today. It's a lifestyle thing. Mm -hmm. And we've been discussing, hey, maybe we should talk about the coffee journey that we've taken. The journey of life. There's a lot to coffee, right? There is a lot to coffee. It can feel overwhelming. And yes. you may just be happy with where you're at. And that's fine. You may. Or you may work at Starbucks as a barista and your life will never be the same again because this they, was the beginning of the of the change. It is because they make you do actual coffee school. Yes, but we'll get there. Let's start at the beginning. Okay, the beginning, the the newlywed years. Yes, we started out with a four cup drip coffee maker that had a pause button. Yeah. <laughs> now you're thinking about you know a digital no no. It was a little red or orange plastic lever yep. and you push down and it stopped up the bottom of the dripper so you could pull the pot out yep. if you were impatient yes. and get yourself a quick, a quick pour of that terribleness. <laughs> that sweet, sweet bad coffee. Yes. Uh, I did not drink. I grew up with my mom being a, a very passionate coffee drinker when I was younger. She would grind the beans and all the things. I grew up uh, with that, but I never liked coffee ever. Mm -hmm. We got married um, and then I kind of slowly was converted over. I will say in the beginning, I could not and would not drink a cup of coffee without creamer in it. Like flavored creamer oh, yeah. would be yeah, good, yeah. but at least half and half in sugar 
in there. And so, but I didn't drink it much. We weren't actually home much when we, because we were still actually finishing our undergrad and right. all of this stuff. Right. It was a morning. Because again, we were actual children when we got married. Yes. And so, uh, yeah, so we just, we didn't need that much. We had this little four cupper and that did yep. the, the trick for us. So. Just enough to wash down breakfast, which was quite often <laughs> a bowl full of Oreos and milk. It's a Look, delicious breakfast. Let's just be honest. When we got married, we both put on a ton of oh, weight. Oh, man. We yeah. just like, we were, we, again, we were yeah. kids. We were not, yet, I had barely turned 21. And so all of the things that you think like, when I have my own house, I'm going to do this. Like, like, right. you know. And I was not? used to eating like an athlete. Yes. And was no longer an athlete. Right. Exactly. Yeah, so. Things got bad. We had Oreos for breakfast. We I would keep in the pantry a jar of marshmallow, marshmallow fluff, cream. Yeah. cream fluff so you could just eat it by the spoonful. Oh, but the better way to do it was to get an oatmeal cream pie and spread it on there. <laughs> I forgot. And then put another one on top and have a have a hamburger out of it. That was delicious. So yes, we were not eating healthy and we were drinking coffee out of our four yes. cup dripper. So we graduated to a full size drip. Yeah. And then we moved yeah. light years ahead yeah. to a grind and brew, a Cuisinart grind and brew machine. You dumped whole beans in the top. Yes. Filled the back up with water and you, it was on a timer. Oh, it was big time. And then at the appropriate time, it would kick on and <laughs> grind up the beans, dump them into the, still a drip machine, right? It was still a drip. Uh, yes. But it was freshly ground yeah, beans yeah, is the thing. Then, pour the water through and there you had it. And the improvement of just better coffee beans and yes. being freshly ground, we felt like we really had the world by the sensitive parts. <laughs> Listen, a couple of things happened in this realm because first of all, I did work at Starbucks mm -hmm. as a barista and I did learn to drink coffee black because when you're drinking a nicer coffee, not um, not swill, not swill, then you want to actually taste an experience. And I'm not kidding when I say they have you go to coffee school. I mean, this has been a long time ago. I don't know if this is still the case, but I imagine it is because Probably. they really want their baristas to understand the culture around. We well, have coffee. to learn the snobby language so you can yes. be a turd. Well, and I like to be a turd about coffee. You to do. This day, so the best turd I know. Thank you. Um, another thing is I have to say that. The grind and brew was a great idea. It was a good concept mm -hmm. because it, it really did allow you, especially if you like to have your coffee go off on a timer in the morning. Yes. It would do all the grinding for you. It went directly. It was one enca encapsulated thing. The problem was they were pretty structurally unsound. <laughs> well, there was there was one part. Two things happened. Two things happened repeatedly. Um one is the cup that held the grounds in it. Yep. It kept getting, after after a while, it'd get like locked up and you couldn't yes, get it out. I forgot about that. To clean it out. Yes. And then there was one other part that perpetually would break. Yes. And what it would cause then is it would grind, it would dump the grounds in. Yes. And then somehow, some way it would puke near boiling hot water and coffee grounds everywhere yep. except into the pot. Except into the pot. It would completely bypass the pot and just like it would. So you'd think, mm -hmm. oh, good. I, you know, I said, I'm a good person. I set up my coffee on the alarm right. and then you go in there in the morning and the very first thing, you've just rolled out of bed. You got the morning breath. Your hair's a snarly mess. You walk into the kitchen and it is a 
flood. Mm -hmm. It is not even coffee. It's, right. it's hot water and grounds yeah. everywhere. Just a disaster. And we it happens so often yeah. that if we happened to be awake or be woken up by the whirring of the grinder, yeah. we could, from our bedroom, listen and hear it. Yeah, it's, it's doing it again, it's isn't it? it? We could hear the water hitting the floor. Yes, you could hear the water hitting the floor. We went through at least... Three yep. grind and bruise. Because Send we, them back. Yeah, we they would thinking, replace them every time. They did, and we kept thinking maybe it's us, but no. no. In retrospect, it was there was some kind of design flaw yep. going on there. It was a great concept. Um, if you used that as much as we did, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, we probably. It's probably one of those things that's just meant to be cool and not right. be used a whole. Yeah, lot. we use it, abuse we our stuff for yeah. sure. I have no idea. Because it was while we still had that, I have no idea, no recollection of how we got turned on to the AeroPress. I want to say it was from one of your wet shaving boards. It may have been. I feel because like that it is was. a community that likes yes details and details, delving into stuff, right, and doing things a sort of pure way. Yeah. Um, so an AeroPress is yes. like a giant hypodermic. Not no needle on the end, but right. it's what, two-inch uh, diameter tube. Yeah. And you put, uh, there's a screw-on bottom with a filter in it. You dump your grounds in, pour water, stir, time everything out. Mm -hmm. If you're really high-tech, you monitor the temperature of uh -huh. the water. Yeah. Um, and then you plunge yes. through there. And it is a wickedly clean yeah. and flavor-packed. It's delicious. It was so 10,000 times better. Yeah. Than, than what the grind and brew was. You were getting a better experience. It inspired us to buy better and better coffees. We and did. that was when, was that when we also, we didn't, did we start grinding then or was that later? Uh, well, you have to grind it for the AeroPress. Well, you can buy already ground coffee. I can't remember. I don't remember. I think we were still buying already ground coffee, but okay. it was better coffee. Yeah. No more U-Ban or Folgers. Well, or, listen, we had to have, I know we had to have a bean grinder at some point in this era because this was also a little around the era of Rudamaya coffee in Austin. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we would tell you the best freshly roasted oh. coffee that you can possibly ever in experience. Our, in our taste buds of that day. Yeah. If we had it again, maybe we wouldn't feel the same. Uh, it's uh is it on the corner of Alpine and Congress in oh South my Austin? Gosh, you have an incredible memory. I was just gonna say South Austin. I did not remember the exact location. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's where it is. Oh my gosh, the best coffee ever, Rudamaya. If you yep. are in Austin and feel like you want to send Kyle a bag of Rudamaya oh, coffee man. for his birthday, we oh, happily should give you our yeah. address for that. Yeah. And if the guy is still out front doing Tai Chi every day, when you go in, tell him we said hello. It's Austin. You know somebody's doing Tai Chi on the front porch yeah. before you walk in. It was pretty phenomenal. <laughs> Those beans, my gosh. So they, they sell them in a like a sewn clothes burlap bag. Yeah. And to drive, it was 30 miles roughly from there to our place in San Marcos. And with that in the car, then your car would just deliciously reek mm. of that coffee. The beans were so oily, yes. you could squirt them out of your fingers. Oh my gosh, so good. It was, it was solid. Okay, well from that delight and utter ecstasy of coffee experience, mm. we made a little bit of we a- We sprinted backwards. A sharp left yeah. back into Keurig. Yeah. The Keurig era. Yeah, that it, was a 
That was a sunk cost deal. Yeah, it was. Absolutely. We bought one for my office. When you had, had an office. When I had an out-of-the-home office. Yeah. Because it was easy. Um, yeah. And we just, the grind and brew was, had fatigued Yes. Us. And we weren't going to do AeroPress every day. No. AeroPress is like a case. dessert coffee situation, yeah. I feel Excuse like. Excuse me. Either hiccuping or belching again. I don't know what well, it is. Happy birthday. <laughs> I don't know what's it's wrong It's your birthday. If you want a burp on camera, do it. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so we did it. We did the Keurig for a while. We didn't super love it, but again, like you said, it was just a just sheer easy. thing of like, we have this, it's easy. Yeah. I, this was also, I feel like in the realm of when the twins were born and that was like a big fog of time. The uh, twins? Yeah. Did we still have the Keurig? We had the Keurig in this house. I know we did. Okay. Yeah. Man, that makes me feel even worse for the slowness of this journey. Well, you do what you can in the yeah. moment that you're living it. Well, again, I have no idea what inspired us to make the transition. I, my business partner, similarly to me, enjoys taking a foray down yeah. the path. Mm -hmm. And it may have been through him. Um, when, we, when we went independent and started this business, um, prior to that, we'd, we'd both worked at a major wirehouse, and our offices were next to each other. Mm -hmm. And we would go downstairs oh, every yeah, day yeah. and have coffee and visit... Uh, about strategy and stuff, and then eventually talked about leaving and starting our own business together. Um, but then, especially after that, when we would get together for a meeting, we would typically go to a coffee house somewhere here. Mm -hmm. And so, we, of course, there was French press and pour over and clever and all the different methodologies. I guess it was probably through that that we said, hey, you know what, we can do a French press. Mm -hmm. Definitely started grinding all of our own stuff, buying. Yeah. A higher grade of coffee and French pressing it up. So we brought it, bought an electric kettle so you could heat yes. up the water nice and easily and yeah. do the French press. We did that for a while. We did. And and it's funny, you know, you look at, at things retrospect and then try to remember what you thought before you tried it. Right. The idea, it was a big mental transition that, hey, I don't get to walk downstairs and coffee's ready in the morning right. or have a Keurig where I push a button and it's immediately brewing. Yeah. I will have to go downstairs and spend like four minutes boiling water and right. then four minutes for it's like an eternity of eight minutes before the coffee's ready. Right. I want to note too that we didn't have, we did have a glass French press, but then eventually we evolved into the stainless steel. Yes. The, the insulated. Insulated French press because I don't know. It just kept it warm. Kept it warm longer. So, if so one of us got up before the other, then the second person still got a warm cup yeah. of coffee. Yeah. So that we had that for a while too. Yes. But that did help us to transition into seeking out really good beans. Having oh, also when you work downtown, uh, yeah, you have yeah. some great actual coffee roasters and coffee shops downtown. So you would grab mm -hmm. bags from like Elemental and places like that. Yeah. So we really like we did take a sharp turn to go into Keurig, but like once we were done with Keurig, we went all the way the other way, Yeah, you know, just like yeah. back into the whole experience of coffee, not using it just pragmatically as a caffeine boost, although we certainly do appreciate that, Indeed. but the actual flavor situation with coffee. And I feel like we've camped out there for a while. Yeah. I mean, we still, we still live there. Yeah. Although it's not with the French press anymore. Right. We somehow some way got turned on to the idea of Turkish coffee mm -hmm. and what probably spent two, three months um, really living in that world to the degree that I was also making Turkish delight yes. and 
do all that's a really interesting way to do things make coffee but it's also it's pretty labor intense as well and you're unless you get a really big pot i mean you're basically making a shot of coffee for two people right yeah um, and that's we still maybe it's just an american thing i don't know we still enjoy some quantity to oh yeah what we do mm-hmm. got very american and that has to be done with espresso ground coffee. Yes. The original grinder that we got to do espresso ground, something was wackadoo about it. I don't know. You'd be laboring because it wasn't easy. The the, the oh, physics of it, yes. the leverages were wrong, and you're grinding through, and then the handle would kink, and you'd give yourself blood blisters on that. your hands. Yes. So that didn't last an eternity. No. Um, but it was through looking into Turkish coffee yes. that I saw for the first time a mocha pot. Yes. Not that they were new on the scene. No, no. They're very old. Very old. They're fascinating the way they work. You should go Google a video on that and just watch. They're fascinating. And this felt like the perfect place because it was with the espresso ground, super fine coffee, you are getting a, a richer, deeper flavor profile that comes through, I feel like. Yeah. And we liked that. The mocha pot and a better hand grinder that doesn't tear us up. Um, it, it is an espresso quality, yes. delicious. It even can make some bad beans taste pretty good. Right. Well, so we have a mocha pot in our daily, just like regular coffee is Cafe Bustolo, which mm-hmm. um, people around the world have loved and enjoyed for years. It's primarily Central South America, Caribbean. Yes, but also, like, well, maybe not. Lavazza is the Levazza's, stuff from Italy. Yeah, Lavazza is the It's the, the house brand there. Yeah, exactly. And so it's delicious coffee, but that's just like our daily. But right. then, you know, we do have access to really great roasted coffee around mm-hmm. here, both local and even at, you know, Whole Foods. It's, you know, Whole Foods is Whole yeah. Foods, but they have a great selection of yeah. wonderful coffees that we will We've stubbornly hung on to the hand grinder. I know that there's plenty of yeah. electric burr grinders, all that. We have hung on to the hand grinder. I like the fact that it is, it's a, it's a very real decision to say, we're going to have a good cup of coffee. It's the and process. You love yeah, the process. Goodness comes with a process. Yeah. And that we've introduced our kids to a piece of labor rather than a convenience. Mm-hmm. Occasionally we'll get three of us in there and I'll take turns passing the grinder around doing a handful of turns on each arm and next. Yeah, I don't do the grinding. No, you would. I you can. You have. I have. We we enjoy involving them in that. Yes. I feel like it's a good uh, a good stressor. It's the mocha pot is so great. You just you do it on the stovetop and it does only take a few minutes. I love it so much. And we were just talking about this earlier that every time we've landed on a coffee solution, we thought like this is it. Like yeah. we did it. We got to the we got to coffee nirvana. Right. And we're going to stay here, but it does make me wonder. Like, will we will we become chemex people, or will we be pour over people, or whatever? Who knows? I mean, the the whole thing is none of this has been a race. No, it's been discover a thing, try yes. it out. There's been other there have been other things that we tried that we didn't like enough to even have more than once or twice. Yeah, um, we've we've loved this. We've not seen the need to look right, and we've not seen anything that was inspiring to be like, oh, I've got to try that. Yeah. Um, it's been good. And I'm not, we're not so technical that we're weighing beans or, you know, measuring temperatures of water or any of that. No, just, no, no. Just going with it. 
Yeah. We've enjoyed the mocha pot so much that today we upgraded the old uh, restaurant supply store that I mentioned a few episodes back. Last time I was in, I saw they've got the Big Daddy in there. So we got it. And it's, what, probably eight shots mm -hmm. that it brews. So it's if you really want to get yourself wired up, you get that thing going. Yep. That's right. And that, so far, has been the coffee journey. That is. Yeah. Doesn't hurt either to spend a little time researching and investing in the mug that you love. That's very true. Or cup. Or yeah. Dimitas cup. Or whatever it is yeah. that makes you feel like this is a special thing. I agree completely. I mean, we love for coffee just to be an experience. Yep. Even if it's just day to day. So. And the setting makes a difference. Yes. If I know that I'm, I've got a work day ahead of me and I'm trying to get out the door in the morning to do, you know, whatever work day things you do. If mm -hmm. it means, you know, I got to go get gas for the mower or run out to the home supply store to get stuff, whatever. It feels right and good to have a styrofoam cup of coffee. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Regardless yeah. of what kind of coffee it is. I don't make a worse coffee for a work day. But no. the way you consume it. I don't know, I take a lot of pleasure in it just feeling appropriate. I feel very work-a-day work man when I'm carrying around that styrofoam cup. <laughs> and I also don't have the responsibility of trying to remember to get the travel That's mug the main back thing. in the house. People That's are always place. trying to give you travel mugs, and you're like, please yeah, don't. I will lose it. I will yeah. never bring it in for my truck. Yeah. I have ruined many a travel mug. You have. I will agree with that. Well, perhaps it's time for Watch, Read, Listen Lifestyle. All right, here we go. You could watch the 1986 movie, The Manhattan Project. Okay. It does not star Tom Hanks. I, I don't know why I thought it did. Well, because he's like in every World War II movie ever in his right. later days yeah. of life. John Lithgow, I think, is in it. Yeah. Um, but that was the only name I recognized. And I very vaguely remember watching this okay. way back when. All right. Well, if you want to read something, you're on your own. Because we got own. nothing for you. Yeah. If you want to listen to something... If you are unfamiliar with QAnon, which this is surprising to me, again, because I've just been really camped out in like, I am not a QAnon person. I know people who are. And so my big thing and the reason I love personality stuff, I just like to know why people are the way they are and why they think what they think. Right. So I have done a lot of like peripheral reading mm -hmm. of stuff and trying to understand QAnon. Anyway, if you kind of want an explainer on it, the podcast I've mentioned earlier, uh, I think I mentioned this last week, Sinisterhood. They have a great explainer. I feel like it's like back in episode 60 or something. You'll see it if you scroll through their feed. But also, much more recent, uh, the podcast Pantsuit Politics, their show this week on Tuesday has a man on it that they interview. His actual job, I'm so jealous. When I heard that this was this man has made a career out of this, I was like, I want to be you. How did you do this? Tell me everything. His job is he's a conspiracy theory. Like, that's his specialty. He's a researcher. He writes books on it. He gives talks on it. He has nice. made conspiracy theories and explaining them his actual job. Somebody needs to do it. He's doing it. I'm so jealous of him. Anyway, they interview him and he kind of explains QAnon, its roots, why people are drawn to it. One thing I appreciate about his approach is he's very compassionate about it. And I think he's probably this way, just get the impression from his tone. He's probably this way about a lot of the conspiracy theories that he talks about and, and knows about and explains. Um, he really emphasizes that a lot of QAnon people 
really it's that there's a community feel to it. Mm-hmm. That's a big draw and that um, being part of a bigger thing. Yeah. Like this unity yeah. thing that you were yeah. talking maybe, about. Maybe this, uh, this lady that just won the, yes. the deal, maybe she will be the nation's leader. Oh, will dear. unite us together. I'm we terrified. will, we will be on the same team, but not trusting of anyone, including each other. It feels that's, right. It feels good. That's what would happen. Anyway, Pantsuit Politics, their episode this week uh, gives a, a good overview of that as well. I I feel like everybody knows what QAnon is. However, last night in my Facebook feed, some friends of mine, one person was like posted something negative about QAnon in her Facebook post. And then friends of mine were like, I've never heard of this. What are you even talking about? And I was like, what? And so anyway, that chances are there are people listening right now. They're like, what is Q? What are you saying? So anyway. Q-A-N-O-N, yes. right? Mm-hmm. I may listen to the podcast because I have a very surface level knowledge of this. So okay. I may go listen to that. Okay. I believe you have a a new scent that I you're wearing. I do. I have a new scent. This is for my Solstice Scents order. Um one of our awesomes, her name's Jessie Lee. She's also a big fan of Solstice Scents. She has been singing the praises of this particular scent for a long time. I was resistant to it because the name of it is Sea of Grey. And I knew that it had a sandalwood in it. I'm not a sandalwood person myself. But on her high recommendation, I went ahead and tried it. Do you like it on me? I like it on you. Maybe okay, I associate it with being a masculine scent, although it's Some people neutral, do, but, but it is commonly used yeah. across. Let me, let me right. get a good this is sea of grey. Give it, give it a scent. That's nice. That's that's a very... Well, you go ahead and give the, the notes, and I'll tell you what I smelled. Okay. Top note, vanilla rain. Not chocolate rain. Not chocolate rain. What a great... I may go watch that later, too. There's, yeah, there's another watch for you. Go if, watch yeah, chocolate rain. You need to go watch that. The top notes are vanilla rain and salt water, seaweed, ambergris, and then we've got your white amber, roasted seashells, okay. white sandalwood, and then Frangipani, I don't know if I'm saying that right. Anyway, this is a great blend of an aquatic scent and a vanilla. My skin really amps vanilla. Did you get a lot of vanilla on I this? got vanilla and sandalwood with vanilla just a little heavier. Yeah. And it is a pleasant combination. My skin amps vanilla so strongly. Maybe you should just wear vanilla like the gals did in the old days. Maybe so. Sick. Behind the ears, yeah. in, the, in the elbows of the arms, and yeah. behind the knees. Yeah, and I'll smell delightful. Why did they put it there? <laughs> so anyway, I'm super loving Sea of Grey. Jessie Lee was right. Her uh, her recommendation was spot on. I keep smelling myself all day. It smells nice. so good. Nice. We have a little bonus content today. Okay. This is a, a unannounced bonus episode that I didn't think would ever happen of Mustache Wax Facts. Okay. So I did get the five, three different companies, five different total samples. I had, on my initial run through, I had just used the stouter version of everything. Uh, The two companies that sent two products each, one was a medium, the other was a firm or whatever terminology they used. Right. And uh, one of them I'd mentioned that smelled a little bit like soured honey. Yes. Very... It very much did the job, smelled funny. Well, I used the, just out of curiosity, because, hey, I got them and I need to test them all, right? I used the medium hardness one of that today, or began to. And when I went to get it out of the tin, it was it was sticky, like 
when you pressed your fingers together with some in the middle and then pulled your fingers apart, it was sticky oh. and stretchy in between. Yeah, okay. And I was like, what the world? And I finally nailed the smell because it made me go dig through the ingredients. They put pine tar in it. Actual pine Actual tar? Actual pine tar. Pine tree scent. Right? right, of course. And so when you mix that with with beeswax, that's the soured honey smell. Oh, okay. I couldn't. I couldn't get that crap off my fingers. I sure didn't want to put it in, no. in my facial hair. Wow. So that was disappointing. And I will definitely be throwing that away. Okay. No scent cost issues there. No. Just toss no. it. Okay. Um, Speaking of love what you love, love what are you super what you into love. right now? Love it's your birthday. You, you tell us. I like to have always a thing. Yes. And sometimes multiple things yes. that I'm exploring. And, I, and when I explore... It's usually not a surface level. It's with Dora. It's with Dora. And, and your backpack. I'll guarantee this. We're going to leave Diego in the dust. <laughs> you know you have a lot of kids when you can just like. All the characters. They, yeah. There they are. They're right there. Yes. I just need to get a good backpack. I feel like she's outclassed me on that front. Okay. Um, so, and I kind of have a process for these things where I will have maybe two to three things constantly that I'm light diving to see if they're worth a deep oh, dive. Yes. Right. And then I've always got one, maybe two things that are that are deep dive. Mm -hmm. Quite often one that's long term. Yeah. Like I don't imagine that I'll stop tinkering with making rosaries at any time. And that certainly was a deep dive. Oh gosh, yes. Um but I've got a new thing entering into the deep dive world. There is a, a mobile game, you can play on desktop or mobile, that is called Raid Shadow Legends. Raid. Colon. Yes. Shadow Legends. Yes. They don't say colon. It's There's just a colon in there. You're not raiding the colon. <laughs> That's, it's That's not a, a medical game. game. Yeah. That's a different game. Yeah. Okay. This one's more appropriate. Yes. Um, it's a silly, you know, flash-based game. It's, it's, what I like about it, though, is the complexity, because... There's a lot of grind, and I don't mind a grindy game at all. Mm -hmm. But as you start your character, your player development, of which you can have, there I think are 400 plus different characters that you can choose from and begin to build. And you could eventually have all of them if you had the time to, to do that. Yeah. Uh, but all of the statistics and all of the things on the players and the gear that they wear, that stuff fascinates me yeah i enjoy it what is the what is the personality type that enjoys that kind of detail um in terms of like the character building and like all of the things the, like the, the intricacy of all the, the moving parts the and and trying to see from either from big picture how to boil down to the small pieces to make it work or that just loves living down in the details and then building up to a big picture I feel like this is this is interesting because I feel like that would be more like an INTP. Okay. Um, which, again, is going to be in that sort of rationals, like looking at the big picture and looking at how all the parts work together situation. Mm -hmm. But an INTP, well, it, it's interesting because an INTP, I feel like it's going to be more tinkery, though, like with your, their actual hands. Okay. Um, as opposed to INTJs may enjoy this because uh, because they do like to look at all of the parts and how they work and how to make it better and like how to 
exploit the system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you can do it on a screen. You don't have to. Now, with your rosary making, you absolutely are in the actual oh, yeah. work of the details. So anyway, I do feel like it's a very NT thing to like to do that. Okay. Well, if that's what you are, yeah. or you know someone who is, I've, I've kind of enjoyed this gig. Um, it's been a, a fun little deal to do on the side to clear my mind for a moment and, and all of that. Um, I could see this potentially developing into one of the longer term things that I mess with. Also an ISTP. Okay. That's another type that might like this. So, it's, uh, it is popular enough of these type of personality types, I'm sure. You've got a handful of people who have a pretty extensive YouTube collection of guides and oh wow and things to help because it isn't it isn't simple. Yeah. I mean it is there is a lot of complexity. One of the guys uh, whose videos I've seen a few of, he also is in financial services and just ah. revels in the the exploitation of economy as much as possible. Yeah. And it's not so much exploiting; it's finding the most efficient path through well, so that you you're go. not wasting. That's a very NT thing to want to do. So. Yeah. Good yeah. Stuff. That's all the things. Like what you like, love what you love. No apologies. Right, Life right, is right. too short to bother with any of the feeling bad about loving a video game or yeah. a lipstick or whatever. Or both. Or a great Sometimes cup of coffee. Sometimes I put on my lipstick and play video games. <laughs> I wondered what has been happening yep. to my lipstick collection. I'm partial to the reds. <laughs> Me too. We'll have to fight over them. Yes. All right. In game, of course. Yes. Well, again, happy birthday to you. Thank you. I hope that everyone has a awesome birthday today. <laughs> please do. W would you? Would you? Okay. Please do. Goodbye. We don't. We've Good, been. We have morning. not been sticking the landing we lately. Have an awesome birthday today, would you? Please do. Bye bye. Bye. There are a lot of different ways to make coffee. There is more than one way to skin a cat. Why would you skin a cat? We don't skin cats. Coffee is better. And less icky. There are a lot of different ways to make coffee. There is more than one way to skin a cat. Why would you skin a cat? We don't skin cats. Coffee is better. And less icky. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.